You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Welcome back to the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast. I'm Mike, and I'm just here to read the Bible like it makes a difference in my life, because it has, and I hope it's made a difference in your life. So let's just read it like it matters, right? When I was in high school, I was at the Boston airport when I saw a famous Boston Red Sox pitcher. He's in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and I went up to him and I said, excuse me, are you, and I'll keep his his name to myself for this story, but he said, Yep. Now what? And I was so thrown off. I'm like, I honestly can't remember what I said to get out of that conversation. It was just uncomfortable. But the question, now what, has stuck with me because although it was arrogant and rude in that context, it is an important question because you may reach a milestone or you may learn something new or you may jump into an opportunity, but then. Now what? Right? Do you have a next step? Do you have any expectations of how to move forward? Or is this just going to fizzle out? So in the first four chapters of Romans, Paul laid out this logical argument of how we're made right in the sight of God through faith, not by obeying laws. Okay. Now what? We can take this information and run with it in any number of ways or do nothing at all. So... Now what? Let's check out Romans chapters 5 through 6. Being therefore justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have our access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only this, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And hope doesn't disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we were yet weak, at the right time Christ died For the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, yet perhaps for a good person someone will even dare to die. But God commends his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we will be saved from God's wrath through him. For if while we were enemies... We were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we will be saved by his life. Not only so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've now received the reconciliation. Therefore, as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, so death passed to all men because all sinned. For until the law Sin was in the world, but sin is not charged when there is no law. 
Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses, even over those whose sins weren't like Adam's disobedience, who is a foreshadowing of him who was to come. But the free gift isn't like the trespass, for if by the trespass of the one, the many died, much more did the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to many. The gift is not as through one who sinned, for the judgment came by one to condemnation, but the free gift came of many trespasses to justification. For if by the trespass of the one, death reigned through the one, so much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So then, as through one trespass all men were condemned, even so, through one act of righteousness, all men were justified to life. For as through the one man's disobedience many were made sinners, even so, through the obedience of the one, many will be made righteous. The law came in, that the trespass may abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded more exceedingly. That as sin reigned in death, even so grace may reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin, that grace may abound? (laughs) May it never be. We who died to sin, how could we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that we... All who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we also might walk in newness of life. For if we've been united with him in the likeness of his death, we will also be part of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old Man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be in bondage to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. But if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin one time, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Thus, consider yourselves also to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, don't let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lusts. Also, don't present your members to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin will not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? May it never be. Don't you know that when you present yourselves as servants and obey someone, you are the servants of whomever you obey, whether of sin to death or of obedience to righteousness? 
But thanks be to God that whereas you were bond servants of sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were delivered. Being made free from sin, you became bond servants of righteousness. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For as you presented your members as servants to uncleanness and to wickedness upon wickedness, even so now present your members as servants to righteousness for sanctification. For when you are servants of sin, you are free from righteousness. What fruit then did you have at the time of the things of which you're now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, being made free from sin and having become servants of God, you have the fruit of sanctification and the result of eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. If we had earned our salvation through anything we did, then it would be owed to us and we wouldn't owe God anything. But if we understand that all we have to do is believe in the gift that Jesus offers to be saved, now what? Do we live like we have a free pass and call it grace? Or do we live like we owe him everything? That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.